Hi, I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick. Welcome to the Dine Desk Podcast. Today we're talking about energy. How is your energy? Not your chi kind of energy. I'm talking about your get up and go, your get stuff done, your will to live, your will to like, you know, make it through the grocery store line and feel productive. There is a fine line between keeping your energy up and just completely burning out. So that's what we're going to focus on today because your energy level impacts every aspect of your life, your physical health, your mental health, your optimism, productivity, and at a real basic level, your overall sense of happiness every day. So knowing how to protect your energy can be crucial to all of that because it's when you'll do your focused work, it's when you'll make good decisions, it's when you'll have good interactions with your family members and also your colleagues at work. It can determine your best time to work out. It can determine your personal boundaries and the promises that you make for yourself by knowing what energy does it take and at what times of the day to be your best self. So if you burn through your paycheck and you don't have any money, you can't pay your bills. And that's what energy's like. If you burn through your energy and you do not have any left, you don't do much very well. So today, we're talking about ways to do an energy audit so you can figure out when are you at your best and how can you protect your energy when you have it. We are pulling some suggestions from some research I've done online. I went down a big old rabbit hole, um, some personal experience, and the ever-elusive common sense. This is the Dying to Ask podcast. Have you ever wondered how did they do that? I do all the time. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick and Dying to Ask is the podcast that gets me off a TV news set and into candid conversations with authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and influencers I have been dying to talk to. Soak up the motivation that comes from learning how other people live their lives, how they take an idea or a goal, they follow through, and they pull it off. And maybe along the way, I'll get some answers to questions you've been dying to ask. I am a morning person by trade, by preference, at this point by DNA. <laughs> so step one as we start talking about how to do an energy audit is to know thyself. And you do that by tracking how do you spend your time. You do the energy audit, like tax audit, only way more fun. And you track everything. And a heads up, as you start to write down how you're actually spending your time, it can be annoying. It can be very tedious. It can be a little embarrassing, <laughs> a little horrifying as you start to see how you squandered time at times. And you can do this in a variety of ways. You could do it in your phone, do it on your notes app. There are actually apps that will let you block off your time and see what you're doing. Um, or you can just grab a piece of paper and write it down. That works. We all have the same amount of time in a week. It's 168 hours if you've never added up the hours in the day. Productivity and time expert Laura Vanderkam is the one who really turned me on to this. And I've talked about her before. She's written a bunch of great books. And you can track your time to find out, you know, how are you using the hours in the day? But what I've done is I've used it to figure out where's my energy. Like when I'm wasting time or, you know, whatever I would consider to be wasting time, it's probably when my energy level has taken a dip. So you track everything. So your workouts, when are you eating, cleaning, working, TikToking, staring at the wall, texting, whatever it is. You don't do it by the minute. That would be ridiculous. But 15-minute blocks of time probably work best. And do it for about three days. And the first day, like I said, it's going to drive you nuts. 
Second day, you're going to slack off big time. You're going to forget to do it. But by the third day, you start to be kind of honest with yourself. So if you then look at the three days, you'll get a pretty good idea of the big chunks in the day where you're better than other times, right? Where you have a little bit more energy. So I basically took Laura Vanderkam's time management, time tracking thing. I reverse engineered it to figure out and to correlate productivity and energy levels when I'm clear-headed is how I tend to think of energy. So when I actually have the clear-headedness to be able to figure out what it is that I want to do or I need to do, and I can actually follow through and get it done. So that's my energy cup. And no surprise, it runneth over in the mornings. (laughs) And it tends to be regardless of how much sleep I've had. And that's why I say at this point, it's just my DNA that tends to do it. So anything in my life that I know I need to think through, get done, dream about, it's best done early. My best ideas are happening in the first part of the day. Now, my pal Edie, who I talk about all the time, opposite. She's a total night person. So I will get incredible emails from her at midnight. They're brilliant. If I wrote the same email at midnight, you would think I was talking in tongues. Give it a few hours later at around 3 a.m. when I typically am up and getting ready for work, I am on fire, like brilliant. So if you, like me, are a lark, which is a fancy way of saying morning person, you should probably be a little careful on who you send those 3 a.m. emails to. They tend to freak people out. But you should also think about, like, if you've got a project, taking advantage of that time where your head is really, really clear. So step one is figure out when do you really have the most energy? When are you your most productive by doing your energy audit? Step two is to then be realistic and plan around that energy. So borrowing from that money analogy, you got to live within your budget, your energy budget. So you got to be respectful and reasonable about the amount of energy that you actually have based on sleep, commitments, and just life in general. So you got to commit to respecting what it takes for you to be productive during your higher energy times. So that's where really planning your day is going to work. Stack those hours for when you're fresh, when you can be in the zone. And if you know that like working out at 5 p.m. just never happens because you are always tired, no matter what great intention you have at 7 a.m. when you write it into your planner, quit trying to do it at 5 p.m. So either move it to the time where you've got your big energy zone or be reasonable with the energy that you have. So this is like a little bit of a plan B. So maybe, and I'm, I'm using running as an example, if running does not sound good at 5 p.m. after a really long day, then maybe you take it down a level and it's just a walk. Instead of a frustrating run, maybe you just get a really enjoyable walk. Might not give you the same burn or the same calorie expenditure, but maybe it still ticks that box for you in a way that doesn't frustrate you to the point that you don't even want to do something. So work-wise, if you, say, have a flexible job and you've got a list of 10 things to do and say item number two is something that I would call brain work that really needs you to be able to focus versus some busy work where you can do it without really thinking, then stack it and make sure you're doing that hard stuff where your brain needs to be fired and on during the time when you got all the energy, when your energy level you know is naturally a lot higher. So in my world, that would be stacking something like writing 
or researching for a podcast into the earlier part of the day versus later in the day. So like my hours are 3 a.m. to say lunchtime. If I sit down and I try to write something, if I'm trying to like do some Shakespeare at 11 a.m., it's brutal. It is brutal. It takes me forever. That same piece, if I write it at three or four in the morning, so much faster. And it's better. It's almost better. So it's because my energy naturally tends to be higher during that other time of the day. So step one, we're tracking our energy levels. Step two, we're planning around those energy levels. Step three then is we just need to flat out be realistic. So at this point in my life, after decades of trying to figure this out, (laughs) I am now at a point where I am really blunt. And I will just tell people, you know what? I really don't think clearly at that hour. So a meeting at 7 p.m. on a weeknight, it's not a good idea when you get up at 2.30 in the morning. It just isn't. Or you get up even earlier. So that is, for me, like somebody who gets up at 7 p.m., having a meeting at midnight. They just never would do it. So why would I then expect me to be able to do it? If I'm not going to respect my energy level, my energy budget, why am I going to expect anybody else to? So I got to plan my life around when I know I can be at my best. So another thing that as I did the research was um, a lot of psychologists, because they're, they're really like tracking this energy budgeting thing now. It's, it's a thing. Another thing that they recommend is to not make big decisions or have really tough conversations during times of the day when you know your energy levels are not your best. Because that is how you get into it with people. It never ends well. And then one final thought. When you're in that energy deficit part of the day, remember, it is easy to be cranky. It is so easy to say things or get into it with people where maybe you might have had a different approach to it earlier in the day or at a different time of the day. So maybe if you know your lower energy time of the day is say between five and eight, take a breath. Maybe don't take that phone call from a family member who you know might set you off (laughs) and try to save yourself and maybe them some grief by saving those for times where you have a little bit more energy to deal with those things in a different kind of way. Thanks for listening to the Dying Task podcast. If you have your own energy level thoughts or hacks, I'd love to hear about it. You can DM me on Instagram at runreadsip. And if you could take a moment and leave a rating for the show wherever you're listening to us right now, that would be amazing. Thanks again for listening. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and we'll see you next week on Dying Task.